You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. That new nature is in us, but it needs to grow, mature, it needs to become. God's goal for us is more than salvation, is more than saving us. God wants us to become like His Son. He doesn't want you to be a better you. He doesn't want you to be all you can be. He wants us to be like His Son. It's normal to feel mired down by the unhealthy habits and patterns in your life and to wonder if things will ever change. As you'll hear in today's teaching, Pastor Dion explains that God's hope for you starts with salvation, but it doesn't end there. God wants to build on the foundation of your new life by transforming you into a person more and more like Jesus. Pastor Dion teaches you that this change doesn't instantly happen overnight, but is a steady process that will take the rest of your life. Now here's Pastor Dion in the book of Luke chapter 18 with today's edition of The Simple Truth. Well, guys, parents will do whatever it takes to give their children a leg up. Isn't that true? They'll do whatever it takes to give their children the best chance of success. In fact, according to scientific research, there are a few things that parents of successful children do. There's a list. Look at your neighbor and say, there's a list. There's a list. The first thing on the list is parents choose to move to the best neighborhood that they can afford so they can create the best advantage for education and sports for their kids. Another thing parents do is parents teach responsibility, commitment, and accountability. It's on that list. A third thing on the list that parents of successful children do is parents invest in special classes or camps. Sports camps, science camps, math camps, art lessons, music lessons. They take them on travel and expose them to history. Then there's a fourth thing that parents do. Parents will expose their kids to the best of people. People with great character, integrity, wisdom. People who are anointed, inspiring, and encouraging. Well, several parents were doing this very thing by bringing their children to Jesus. They wanted to expose them to the miracle-working rabbi in hopes that a little something would rub off. Look at your neighbor and say, would rub off. They were bringing their children to Jesus in hopes that His blessing would propel them to do better. In fact, let's read the chapter, chapter 18, verse 15, and here's what it says. Then they also brought infants to Jesus that He might touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to Him and said, Let the children come to Me. And do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. 
Assuredly, read this part out loud with me. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. So parents were hoping their kids would catch a little inspiration as they brought them to Jesus. That a little something spiritual would rub off. That Jesus would touch them and it would propel them to do better. So parents were bringing their kids, but the disciples were acting like a bunch of grumpy old men. Holy smokes. Everybody say, Ihola. Think about it. Three and a half years with Jesus and nothing has rubbed off on these guys. Everybody shake your head and say nothing. Some of you might feel their pain. You know, you've been coming to church for a while, listening to teachings, rubbing elbows with some church people, but you're still lying and lusting. You're still mean and mouthy. You're still greedy and grumpy. Little has changed. You're frustrated because you want to change. You need change. So you try to make changes on your own. Go ahead and flex your muscle. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. So you try to make changes on your own. Some of you attempt to change your, everybody say it out loud, your what? Your environment. You know, you really want change. You, you, you need to change, so you check into a rehab. You join a support group. Uh, you get a different job. You move to a different city. I'm going to get out of here. I need to get out of here because that will help me. That will make the difference. Some people even divorce their spouse, abandon their family and friends. They say, I need to run with a different crowd. I need to find myself. Heck, you might even change your name. You know, move to Colorado and call yourself Martinez instead of Martinez. <laughs> call yourself Anita instead of Juanita. You know what I'm saying? But guys, that's just like renaming a burrito, calling it a wrap. I mean, call it what you want. Sell it in an upscale bistro instead of a chow cart but it's still a burrito. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Changing your environment doesn't change you. Go ahead and look at your neighbor and say, burro. Just go ahead and change. Look at him and say, burro. Other people attempt life change through behavior modification. Big word. Behavior modification. Using this, everybody say it. Willpower. The power of me is what they use. After all, we are the self-help generation. We quote things like, God helps those who help themselves. That is nowhere in the Bible, by the way. But you try it anyway. You approach life change like going on a diet. Huh? Abstinence. Discipline. Resolve, willpower. I'm going to stop lying and I'm going to stop lusting. I'm going to start loving and I'm going to start forgiving. Just like you were going to stop eating donuts and start eating salads, right? 
According to the researchers, the average diet lasts five weeks, two days, and 43 minutes. Yeah, that's the breaking point. The average breaking point. I mean, five weeks, two days, 43 minutes, and that's when we write our diet a Dear John letter. Dear Diet, things just aren't going to work out between us. It's not me, it's you. You're tasteless, boring, and I just can't stop cheating on you. So we are done. We chuckle. But how many of you have felt the same way about your life change? You just can't do it. You've tried. It's impossible. You want to be different, but then you give up. The reason we cave in a diet is because of food cravings. Say it out loud, what? Food craving. The battle on the inside. The battle from within. And the reason we cave in life change is also a battle within. It's called sin cravings. Say it out loud, what? Sin cravings. I mean, so for all the effort to change our life, we realize that it's like detailing a junk car. Everybody say, paquet. <laughs> What's the use? We're shamed and we have guilt and, and we're disgusted with ourselves. So in light of our failure and struggle to change, we seek therapy. There you go. And so we lay on the couch, and the dig for our weakness begins. We comb through our past, trying to pinpoint where our weak disposition came from. Our parents, our childhood, an abusive relationship, a traumatic experience. Guys, your problem goes a lot further than that. It goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. Weakness is in your DNA. Look at your neighbor and say, it's in you. We have a sin nature with sin cravings and sin habits. Look at your neighbor again and say, oh yeah, he's talking about you. Just look at him and tell him that. It's not a generational curse. It's a universal curse. And you don't need a therapist you need a Savior. Listen, guys. Life change starts with a new birth. A new creation. When we place our faith in Jesus as Savior, a new spirit is birthed within us. 2 Corinthians 5.17, very familiar passage. Read it out loud with me. When someone becomes a Christian... He becomes a brand new person inside. He is not the same anymore. A new life has begun. And that ought to make you cheer right there. All right, but listen. Transformation or life change doesn't happen until that takes place. Until we surrender our life to Christ. And when we do and believe in Him, there is a new birth that takes place, a new creation that's born, a new life has begun. Now, this new spirit within us has the nature of God. 
has God's DNA. But it needs to grow. It needs to mature. It needs to become. Everybody say the word out loud to what? To become. Look at your neighbor and say, become. That new nature is in us. But it needs to grow, mature. It needs to become. God's goal for us is more than salvation. Is more than saving us. God wants us to become like His Son. He doesn't want you to be a better you. He doesn't want you to be all you can be. He wants us to be like His Son. Let's say it out loud. Be like His Son. Romans chapter 8, verse 29, God's goal for us. Here's what it says. Read it out loud. For God knew His people in advance, and He chose them to become like His Son. God chose you in advance. Hey, even before you were born, because, you know, if he would have waited until after you were born in a little while, he might have decided against it, right? But no, he chose you before you were born to save you and that you might become like his son. Well, the new nature within us is yearning for Christ-likeness. It's pushing for Christ-likeness. I mean, it's not just a temporary desire to appease a troubled marriage, a DUI judge, or a child custody mediator. No, 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 no. It's not seeking the Lord's blessings. It's seeking the Lord. That's what this new spirit does. This new spirit is pushing to become more like Christ. It wants more of God. It's not looking to, to, to fix its little problems. It's, it wants God. Sure, it wants the problems to be fixed, but more than any of that, it knows it needs the Lord and it wants Him. Our new spirit wants to be like Jesus. It wants permanent life change. That's how you know that you are really saved. Because you want to know more about God and you want to be closer to God. Because you have a hunger and a desire for righteousness. That is the determining factor. So that newborn spirit is calling out, crying out to the Lord, wanting to be closer, wanting to do right, wanting permanent life change. Not just a quick fix for its problems. So transformation starts, guys, with a new you, a new spirit, a new creation. And although a godly disposition is indwelling us, transformation is a process. Everybody say that out loud. Transformation is a process. Listen, worms or creeps don't become butterflies in a day. Look at your neighbor and say, it's hope for you. Just look at them and tell them that. Seeds or saps don't become trees in a month. There is a process. And that's what Jesus meant when He told His disciples that they needed to be or become more like children. He's telling them change needs to happen. Look at your neighbor and say, change needs to happen. They needed to become more like children. We need to become more like Christ. And this happens by a process. 
A process that you can't do on your own. The process includes, here's the first thing, everybody said out loud, what? God's, say it again, what? God's Spirit. In fact, the Apostle Paul explained it this way. Romans chapter 7, verse 15, he said, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Oh, what a wretched man I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? How many of you can identify? How many of you been there, huh? Oh, the struggle. And then the self-condemnation. What a wretched person I I am worthless. I am no good. Oh, right? Paul faced the same thing. Feeling like a loser. Go ahead. Just, just give it a sign. Come on. Loser. But then Paul continued. He continued. Here's what he said. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh. Everybody out loud. But according to the Spirit. Say it again. But according to the Spirit. Transformation involves the Spirit. The life change happens through the process of the Holy Spirit in us. Paul explains that the deciding factor between defeat and victory is listening and following the voice of the Holy Spirit within. I'm going to say it again. The deciding factor between defeat and victory is listening and following the voice of the Holy Spirit within. You see, the Holy Spirit's job is to convict, convince, and coach. The voice of the Holy Spirit from within is prompting you, is encouraging you, is pulling the reins on you sometimes. It it almost seems like the rumble strips on the highway sometimes. Not there, not, not that way. Look at your neighbor and say, I've been there. Probably you spent a lot of time on the rumble strips. Stay away from that side of the street. The idea is the Holy Spirit is giving us these promptings, and sometimes the voice sounds like your own. Sometimes the voice sounds like Pastor Dion. Sometimes the voice sounds like your mom, your dad, your friend. But the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to us inwardly, telling us, coaching us, convicting us, convincing us. Because that's His job. The Holy Spirit will mature us day by day and step by step as we listen to His voice. In fact, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18 says this. Read it with me. And the Lord's Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. So the Spirit's job is to do what? Make us what? More 
and more like Him. The New King James Version says that the Holy Spirit is changing us from glory to glory to glory. How many of you want that, huh? How many of you need that? I want to be better, Lord. I want to be like your son. And the Holy Spirit, if we will listen to his prompting, his coaching, if we will listen to his conviction, he will work on us and we will be transformed from glory to glory to glory. He will make us more and more like Jesus Christ. He works on it day by day. Today, maybe He's going to work on your anger. And maybe next it'll be your temper. Or today, He's going to work on your arrogance. And then next it'll be your pride. But before you know it, you will be becoming more and more like Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, listen to the Spirit, man. Just look at him and tell him, listen to the Spirit. Alright, so the transformation process that we're all wanting It includes God's Spirit. But it also includes, everybody say it out loud, what? What's the next one? God's church. Say it again. God's church. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Let's read it. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue. In other words, these five guys, these five offices are going to do it. These five appointments are going to do it until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be, everybody said, mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Wow. So Jesus designed and built the church for believers. It's His workshop. Welcome to His workshop. Huh? But here's the next thing. Welcome to His workshop and you are His workmanship. This is where He's working on us. Jesus appointed and anointed leaders within the church to help us become more like Christ. To give us instruction and guidance and accountability. Because left to ourselves, we tend to follow the path of least resistance. Look at your neighbor say, he's talking about you right now, I know it. Left to ourselves, we tend to follow the path of least resistance, which includes laziness, mediocrity, and compromise. You know, Christian, we end up being Christians like Sid the Sloth in super slow-mo, huh? Look at your neighbor and say, don't let that be you. Our growth is super slow. Jesus' life changed history. When He came to earth, everything people knew shifted, and a new way of interacting with God began. Jesus shows you how to live, how to love, and how to devote yourself fully to sharing the truth of God's Word. As you continue to discover the details of your incredible Savior's life, we pray you long to be more like Him. 
Seek Him in all you do and let Him change your heart to be more like His. We're so glad that you tuned in today for Pastor Dion's teaching in the book of Luke. We'd like to encourage you to spend even more time studying the Word, learning about Jesus' life in this and the other Gospel books. Ask the Holy Spirit to accompany you as you read and point out the passages that He knows your heart needs to hear. We'd love to pray for you during this series as well, so please let us know how we can specifically be lifting you up to the Lord. Give us a call at 505-753-4363. That's 505-753-4363. Do you live in the Española area? If so, come visit us at Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel on Sundays and Wednesdays for a time of worship, Bible study, and fellowship. Find out more and get directions to the church by visiting tmcalvary.com. If you can't make it in person, we invite you to join us virtually through Facebook, where we live stream all of our services. Just follow the link to Facebook that you'll find at tmcalvary.com. Thanks for tuning in today, and join us again next time right here on The Simple Truth. for you as you work in us. May your power show in the deeds we sow. Let us join our hands and together we stand. Together we